Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hey, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the pod. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, things are finally starting to feel like warmer mm-hmm. around here. Um, my ski season is officially done. So I feel like I'm like, I am springing into spring. Yeah. We, I wrapped up ski. Well, you went the weekend after me. I wrapped up ski season <laughs> two weekends ago. I mean, you could still go if you're in the Alberta area. I know, like, Lake Louise is open till like, May 7th or something. So you got, like, what, two more weekends? You could squeeze in there if you wanted to. Yeah, Sunshine is always open until May long weekend. Um, I think just for people who ski on the regular, there's a point in the season where you're just done. And you're like, I'm ready to, like, you know, have my weekends back and... uh, uh, get some stuff done around the house that gets neglected over the winter. I mean, granted, I only got out three times, but like three weekends, but two of those weekends were like double ski weekends. Mm. So like feels like a lot more skiing when you're skiing two days, most of the weekends you're gone. But yeah, it was nice. And I purchased my very own skis. So it's going to make skis move forward easier for my life. So that will be nice. Yes, finally, it'll it'll be uh, less money in the long run and um, like less of a headache than like renting. And I finally got I've been trying to buy. I've probably told you this. I've been trying to buy these like rental skis off Sundance for like literally like two years. (laughs) They rent me the same skis every time I rent from them. And every time I bring them back, I'm like, can I buy these? And they're always like, no, we're not selling them. And then when I went to rent from them the last weekend I went skiing, said skis were chilling in the like demo ski like sale area. And they're like, oh, you're here for rentals? And I said, no, I'm buying those skis because I've been literally waiting for them to let me buy those skis. And it was meant to be the exact skis they usually rent me that they haven't given me this season. were just there in my length in a budget I wanted to spend. And so we had to buy them. Was meant I to love be. when that. Was. <laughs> and I, I was like, it. like you couldn't, you couldn't not buy them at that point. Like you, like it's like, take my money, let's go. Yeah, and their demo sale was the weekend before, so like the fact that they were still there, I was like, well, yeah, it's meant to be. Totally. <laughs> so I we're agree. Excited, but... Is that your win? Uh, well, I mean, it could be. That was like weeks ago that I bought those keys. I just don't know if I ever actually told you because you did tell me. And oh. I was I was stoked about it. Well, I yeah. So that's I'm not still really, stoked about it. That's I guess like future Jill win and current Jill, but mostly my win this week is. Wait, I had one. <laughs> it just left my brain. Uh oh. I I also had one as I was like getting ready to jump on this call, and now it escapes me. Mine literally just like oh. I know. Um, a little bit of like a business organization win. Um, as probably most of you know, as Jess knows, I offer consultation calls for all my like training and programs. So you can like hop on a call with me. We can run through questions. It's just easier for everyone because you can get all your questions out of the way versus I'm terrible in my DMs. It will take weeks for you to get the answers you want. 
Um, but I've had a few no shows lately because as tis the season of trainers getting busier because everyone mm-hmm. like panic before summer. Um, so I've had a few no shows. So I rearranged my policy a little bit where like you, I send you a confirmation email at the beginning of the week being like this time, this day still work for you. Yes. No. If you don't email me back, I canceled the call just so that I'm not sitting on calls waiting for someone to show up who isn't planning on showing up. Obviously, I get life happens, but it's it feels like a happy medium on my end because I didn't want to charge for the consultation calls. But it's also like not fair for me to be like taking time out of my day to get no showed. (laughs) So you email me back. You say, yeah, I'll be there or no, I need to reschedule. And then everything's sorted. If I don't hear from you, I consider it that you don't want to do the call anymore um, and you're always welcome to rebook. So it feels nice to have that like piece of organization. Yeah, I agree. I think um, as much as we want to be like available um, to potential clients, um, it's important to have those boundaries of your time. And that's something that I've really learned a lot in the past year of being a parent as well and having my schedule be a lot more condensed as I'm not working and trying to parent at the same time because I don't think that's fair to anybody (laughs) um and that yeah if I like had somebody that was like no showing I'd be like I like I either found childcare or I made sure it was nap time or I'm giving up like my workout time or like whatever and I'm just like no I would not stand for that anymore whereas probably before I'd be a little bit more lenient about it but yeah and I think like I said like we both get that life happens but like it's it's not that hard to send an email and be like oh yeah I can't make it like the least Mm -hmm. you can do is let someone know and I find that's a huge like respect thing for me is like I'm offering the 30-minute consultations because it's what works best for potential clients works best for me but like don't take advantage of it being free so this is like a happy medium of like if you can't email me back I will consider it cancelled uh and yeah so far like I emailed everyone this week and most people confirmed a couple didn't but I wait till like the day of the call if I haven't heard from you yet then such is life you can rebook at a time that works better for you so we'll see how it works but yeah a little behind the scenes of you know running a business yeah I think it's important to have those boundaries, especially around complementary services. Yeah. Um, Okay, my win is that I had like a loss that I'm like turning into a win. And previous Jess would have kind of dwelled on this and been like really upset about it. Um, So you guys know that I was training really hard. Well, not, I was training for the ski exam and it's pretty, and it's pretty in depth. It's very performance based and it's like ski like this, these five skills, but in this little box. That's the best way I can put it is like, we need to see you look like this person who skis in this box mm-hmm. and no, nothing more, nothing less, basically. Right. Um, so very technical, very like brain numbing, practicing the same skills over and over again. So I've been working on that really hard all winter. My test came and I did not pass, but I did really, really well, considering that I only was able to train for like an hour a day when we were skiing 
because I have a toddler and my husband's working at the ski hill. And um, just, I didn't ski at all last year and like whatever. So given the circumstances, I did really well. And I got some great feedback from the course or the test people um, because I asked for it. I was like, hey, how close was I? Like, just tell me. And he was like, oh my gosh, you were so close. And I was like, cool, like, what can I do better next year? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, like instantly when they said like, we didn't have anybody pass the ski only. I wasn't like, Ugh. I was like, oh, okay. And that is a huge, like, remember we talked about emotional maturity? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I think it is. It's a huge of being like, okay, I knew it was a long shot. I knew I trained as hard as I could, um, but it wasn't quite there and that's okay. Um, We're still like, I still consider the whole journey a relative win considering. And I was standing there talking to the test guy, asking him, you know, like for feedback. And he saw that my husband was standing there with our daughter and he was like, I understand where you're coming from. I did my level four, which is the next level above me um, when I had a young toddler. Um, so I was like, considering what I think your season's probably been like, you did pretty well. And I was like, oh, thanks. So even to get that recognition as not only like a mom who's probably taking on more of the mental load stuff and more of the childcare and all that kind of stuff, it was just really nice to be recognized as a parent doing awesome things Mm -hmm. um still so overall a win but that little tiny piece a bit of a loss but we okay we're moving on it will i think it's hard when you like don't pass something because it is that in between of like okay well i still learned things but it like Mm -hmm. you know you're like i learned things still and it's like helpful for you in many aspects of your life, but you didn't like get the piece of paper that says you did the thing. So yeah, it's like balancing, balancing the two, but it will come. And yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Next year. Um, okay. So today I didn't really have a topic, but I, I stumbled across a couple interesting TikToks, and one of them was this, um, this account run by two, um, other female podcasters and their podcast, I believe is called I've had it. And basically they go back and forth and they say, they tell people, they tell each other things that they've had it with. So they're just like, we're not here for this anymore. And I know we've done stuff like this in the past, in the past of like de-influencing and things like that. But, um, I had seen another TikTok come across my feed and I was like, how did I get here? Why are we doing this? And so I will go first because I've had it with the complete polarizing, no no wiggle room for opinions on demonizing food. And in particular, the one that I saw, and I know Jill's just gonna like, immediately when she was watching it, we were, when we first met today, I was like watching her face and I'm like, oh, here it comes. This guy was like, I, Oatmeal is not the healthy breakfast of champions that you think it is. Um, Something about it blocking nutrients or something like that. And you know, Jill and I are big oatmeal fans, particularly the pro oats, the protein oats. Um, So Jill, what say you? Um, I mean, 
Is the man wrong? No. Did anyone say oatmeal was like the ultimate, like oatmeal by itself? And we're talking just like the man was just talking about oatmeal. I haven't really heard anyone say that just like a bowl of oatmeal is the breakfast of champions. So I'm not really sure where he's like getting his information from because usually if we're talking oatmeal the next thing that comes with it is like pair it with a healthy fat a nut butter get some berries on there for some antioxidants or if you're us you throw a scoop of protein powder in there like there's not many all of the above yeah i do all of them i do all Uh the above too but there's not like many people and maybe you know differently than me but like I don't see many people just like making a bowl of oatmeal with water and being like this is the best breakfast you could ever eat so I think it's funny that he's like bland yeah I think it's funny that he's like demonizing a food that most people don't eat by the itself anyways to me Uh, that would be like making a bowl of like like cream of wheat just on its own like just beige mush for breakfast um, and when I say, like, he's not wrong, he's not. Their oats do contain an acid that impairs, like, the absorption of iron, zinc, calcium. I think he said magnesium in his video, which I like, can't confirm or deny from what I know that's not mentioned. But, like, maybe he knows something I don't. Um, but at the same time, like, and what? We're really going to pick our battles, like, nitpick that much to be like, well oatmeal does this one thing that's not perfectly ideal so i'm never eating it well and i think um so when i saw it i just assumed he meant all oats like whatever you pair it with or whatever which if i'm assuming that who else is assuming that so all of a sudden you're like okay so now i'm back to you know what are my breakfast options right and i think a lot of people struggle with breakfast um in general because it's like most of the breakfast options are like pure carbs and we're always telling people get some protein at breakfast and a lot of people either don't have time or they um they don't like eggs or whatever and so having like a scoop of protein powder mixed in with your oatmeal is a great way to get protein like not really on purpose right or like just sort of sneak it in there plus you add some berries you add scoop of nut butter or even some nuts on top and you're like that's it you got your carbs you got your protein you got your fats done um and it tastes good so if i assumed that we were talking about all oats not just the ones that horses eat um like who else is doing that and being like oh great so what am i back to toast and eggs and toast and eggs which is not to say that toast and eggs isn't great um but i just hate it when people are like this food is bad yeah and i think i would like to assume we're all doing the best we can with the resources and information and stuff we have so i just yeah like i yeah i'm a holistic nutrition coach i specialize in gut health so you would think i would be like I agree with him because it's reducing nutrient absorption, but I also think we have to do the best with what we can. Um, And don't get me wrong, like you could soak your oats um, to get rid of the acid. Like I just did some quick research to confirm or deny his facts and you can uh, soak your oats because it neutralizes the pH level and then it makes it 
less damaging if damaging is the word i for lack of a better word we'll go with that but like i'm not probably going to soak my oats but in theory you could and that's why more like traditional cultures do like soak their grains and their oats and their nuts and things like that um also cooking it reduces the acid to some degree and i also don't know many people that are just eating oats not cooked so <laughs> i was just like wait wait we're raw dogging oats yeah so i'm just like, saying like, like a horse is he or wrong? a farm animal yeah is he wrong no is he oh probably being like emphasizing slightly for dramatic effect because it's the internet yeah like he's literally sitting there like playing with a bowl of dry oats like sir that's not how you're gonna eat those anyways so i've never would have occurred to me to even try eating them raw yeah. so he's not wrong but also most people on the internet especially when they're throwing out these really polarizing opinions um mm. embellish a little for because that's what tiktoks especially like oh my gosh like the drama and the polarizing and the, the most like drama so oats also gets a bad rep all the time for the blood sugar side of things like everyone's like you shouldn't eat oatmeal in the morning because it spikes your blood sugar um again maybe i need that in the morning <laughs> you might um <laughs> again any carb will raise blood sugar slightly because that's what carbs do but again this is why we pair it with like a protein or a healthy fat to slow down that digestion a little bit so things aren't usually as dramatic as they seem and not yeah. everyone tells the whole story either so maybe we can rethink our plain raw oats yeah so if you're sitting there eating a bowl of dry oats every morning let's chat um let's spice not, it up a little bit <laughs> if you're not doing that then like continue with your oats you're doing fine out there <laughs> um, oh, so and i think that's a theme of the internet is like not telling the full story which as soon as jess brought up the topic of like things we're sick of i was like i got one and this has been a thing on the internet a lot lately i don't know if you're on the same side of TikTok, um but i watched a video the other day of this girl being like i wish i knew sooner in my fitness journey that like people take steroids at a very casual level and she was just like i've been sitting here like comparing myself to all these girls on the internet and being like how do they stay that lean year round how do they have big muscles and eat lots of food but they also have like a very lean stomach and this guy stitched it and he was like steroids and as soon as i heard him say it i was like yeah. i like being on this side of TikTok because i think that gets overlooked and i've had this conversation a few times in the last like couple weeks but i think steroid use outside of competitions gets very overlooked and it's something mm -hmm. that i probably wouldn't know about or really like think about if i didn't spend time in that world um but there's a lot of your fitness influencers on the internet, your fitspos, the people you look up to where you're like, how do they look like that all the time? Yeah, I'm saying this to like discredit the work they put in. Um, but again, not everyone tells a full story on the internet. And there's a lot of people who take steroids at a very casual level, not enough that you would be like, oh my God, that person's on steroids. Mm -hmm. But enough that you're kind of like, how do they do that all the time? How do they look yep. that? all the time yeah and even inside of competition 
Um, there is a lot of casual doping, we'll call it. Um, and here, and here's why, even in like the endurance sport world, because what are the chances of you getting tested at like your local 10K? Yeah. Not zero, zero. You're not a tested athlete until you are in a category that tests or for people in like the weightlifting world, there are certain federations of like, let's say powerlifting that do not test. So if you're going to be in that federation that is untested, know that your competition is probably juiced, which is another word for taking steroids. Mm -hmm. um, but even in the endurance world, there is a lot of interesting information. And if you even look at, um, if you remember the documentary um, Icarus, um, it was on Netflix, it started off following an age group cyclist who was like, how fast can I get doing EPO, which is blood doping. And the thing about the age group thing is, is that they're the people that can afford it, right? You've got like professional athletes who are like just scraping by who a doping scandal would ruin them. But like nobody's testing at your local bike race or, and, I'm, and I, I don't know what people are gaining out of this. Like obviously it's ego-based probably, but the age group, the 40 something athlete who's like winning their age group, there's been a few um, sort of Ironman cases where people have um, been tested because people were like, there's no way you're that fast. Um, and they did test them and they caught them cheating, but yeah. Um, steroid use, drug use. I mean, I, I feel like it, we can put this in the same category is like, there are a lot of people that like just casually do cocaine. Yeah. Um, right. And they're like, you're drinking like Red Bulls and whatever, but I just like do a line and I'm like good to go for like 24 hours. Yeah, I just think like drug use in general is such a casual thing. And I just, I'm glad someone said it on the internet because I totally am aware it's a thing and it's a possibility. And I take that into consideration. Well, I take into consideration that no one tells the full story on the internet all the time when I'm consuming content. A lot of us don't do that. And I encourage you when you're on the internet to just keep it in the back of your mind that there's probably something you don't know to some extent. Um, and yeah, like it's just, especially for women that can be really hard of like seeing these women that you're just like, how do you look like that all the time? Cause most people like myself fluctuate depending on the season, what I'm focusing mm -hmm. on with training, how, what my nutrition looks like, like the way my body looks fluctuates, but you do have those people that are just like shredded and jacked 24 seven. And it gets in your head of like, why can they do that? And yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, and especially like you said, like similar to using it in sport at a local level, there's no risk for your Fitspo Instagram to be using steroids because no one's going to test them. They're not entering a competition where that's yeah. ever going to be a risk. And I mean, it's creating this, like it's creating this false narrative that this is achievable by you know if i can do it you can do it right like that's a a thing and yeah we need to remember that these people are making money off of the fact that you want to be just like them 
and they're doing it, they're like, I'm totally shredded. And the reason is because I'm stirring my bloom greens every morning when we've talked about that. And we know that they're probably full of crap and they're not shredded because of their greens are shredded because they're either injecting themselves with something or I don't actually know any other way of taking steroids. I assume it's all injected, but not all of them. There's like more female focused steroids that are just pills, which makes it even easier to do. Um, and more, more attractive for females because we are probably less likely to be stabbing ourselves a million times a day. Um, and that's not to say, I do want to put a disclaimer, like that's not to say there isn't people who like, work hard and even people who are taking like a casual amount of steroids like they're still training hard and working hard you have to because most of the time those things only enhance what you're already doing so if you're Mm -hmm. not training hard and eating well it's not really going to matter what you're taking but it's just to the extent it happens and how easy it is to maintain sometimes um i had someone saw someone post on Instagram the other day um, being in the hospital for supposedly no reason. And if you knew the behind the scenes, you would know that they take a pretty heavy amount of steroids. So I just think that narrative I'm very sick of is like, if you're going to do something, do it, but be upfront about it. Don't, you know, and you can always tell the people that are taking something because they'll get very defensive if someone's like, oh, what are you taking? They're like, oh my God, I'm not taking anything. Why would you? And it's like, okay, well, you just told me everything I need to know. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, just take take in your social media content and especially when it comes like body consi- comparison with a grain of salt because you don't actually know what's happening behind the scenes to get them to look the way they do. They're only showing you what they choose to show. Yeah. Yeah. And you just never know who's taking what um okay i've had it with this trend that's like don't do sit-ups do this ab exercise instead um which is usually like i did these standing with the weight over your head marching in place um or something like that and i'm like listen you didn't get your six pack doing that and you fucking know it sorry for swearing but um your abdominals do a lot of things um they hold you upright they twist they flex so i don't think i'm wrong in saying we can train them in all those directions and not feel like we're doing something wrong especially in the postpartum community listen, you're not going to make your diastasis worse. You're not going to ruin your body. You're not going to, I don't know what else I've seen out there, but you can do abdominal flexion, AKA sit-ups. You don't have to, if you don't like them, but they're not wrong. Thoughts? Uh, Yeah. I think why is it one or the other is always my, view on anything polarizing like i do a lot of kettlebell core work because i enjoy it simply put but i also will do a set like it doesn't have to be don't do that only do this like like Mm -hmm. you said our core our trunk does a lot of things for us so we should also train it in a lot of ways and i don't think it needs to be like a 
only do this, never do that type of thing. Also, different things are going to train your core in a different way. Like, are we talking like deep core? Are we talking like your six packs abs? Because those two things actually need two different yeah. to show. Well, and the other part of it is, and I've, and I know I've probably said this before is like, let's say you're laying in bed fast asleep and you're a parent and your baby in the other room starts to cry. How do you get out of bed? You're probably going to do one big sit up, throw your legs over the side and skedaddle across the hall. You're probably not going to like log roll out of bed. So if you don't train your sit up muscles, um, that's probably not going to, probably not going to feel very good. And if you're going through, you know, like a sleep regression or teething, or I can make you a list of all the reasons why children wake up at night. Um, you could be doing like five to 10 sit-ups every single night. Mm. <laughs> so um, you can do them. They exist in everyday life and it's okay. Do it but all. if you don't, if you don't like them, you don't have to do them. There's lots of other things you can do, but I just think that the, there's a lot of fear mongering about doing like trunk flexion. Um, and there doesn't need to be. No, we can, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. And I do Just, think kettlebell work in general right now is very trendy on the internet. Like people have deemed it as functional training, which I also have questions, comments, concerns about, um, which is it though? Like, that's my thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, why? And are I think we, are people, we, do you often throw around weighted objects using momentum? In everyday well, I also life? think Not people really. just throw out functional training because yeah. it's fancier than just training. Um, so again, taking it with a grain of salt, functional training gets thrown out all the time and very few times is it actually functional. I also see functional training thrown out when it's just like a HIIT workout or a circuit style workout. And I'm like, it's not okay. Sure, we'll go with functional. I guess all training's functional now, which like technically it is, but also like functional training would be like mimicking things you're doing in everyday life. And we've Wait. talked about this in that yeah. functional training in its truest of forms is very, very boring. Yeah. It is not throwing your kettlebell around that's the latest ab one i've seen is people in a kneeling position just doing like the around the world with the kettlebell Which and i'm like is, cool it's a great exercise it's not the only exercise no. it's and also, also like super similar to a lot of other things like oh i don't know a paloff press or the weighted marches it does the same thing just in a different way and also most people throwing their kettlebell around on the internet or not actually doing it properly like if you're it's using momentum or most kettlebell core work is a very like slow controlled movement and it takes having core connection in the first place if you can't actually like control your core and connect to it your kettlebell is not doing shit for you because now you're just well, without and that's the other part of this right like if you're if you don't know how to connect to your core, which if you need to learn that, please reach out to one of us. But you could do all the things and you'd actually just be, it'd be pointless. Yeah. If you're just like 
if you don't know how to do the inside part. So yeah, if you are intrigued about kettlebell core work, I program it quite a bit for my clients, but it does need to be done properly and not just tossing around um, a kettlebell. So it's my little PSA about the functional kettlebell core work or whatever we're calling it. Everything and nothing is totally functional. Yeah. Um, I mean, the steroid thing was my biggest one, but I also... It's a good one. The I think we've talked about this before, but like the what I eat in a day is I have, oh. two, I have two issues with it and they're very niche to my work in my industry. One, that it starts with a shot of your body looking lean. Cool. Um, just if like if I eat the way you do in a day doesn't mean I'm going to look that way. And also like why why do we instantly have to equate like food makes me look this way, which like, you're not wrong. Your nutrition does dictate how your body looks and also how your body feels arguably more important. Um, but it's always these like lean shredded girls that are like, this is what I eat in a day. Here's a shot of my abs and my butt. And I'm like, okay, what what does this have to do? As a 135 pound marathon runner. Yeah. Cool. Like, okay, (laughs) what is how your body looks have to do with the food you eat in a day? And then I also, as a fat loss coach, get annoyed when people do what I eat in a day with exact macros and calories, because similar reasoning, that's going to give someone the idea that if they eat exactly that way, they will look exactly the same and the exact same results will happen. I will always share my meal ideas, snack ideas, recipe ideas. I will literally never tell you my exact macros and what I eat in a day because it doesn't matter what I eat in a day, um, calorie and macro wise, because it's not going to work for you anyways. Well, and and the only thing that you ever share is that you have a hundred and sixty gram protein goal, yeah. which is first of all the way that you word it is like, I have 160 gram protein goal. You never say if you hit it every single day or not. Basically, it's just a preface for you saying, all of my meals and snacks are made and consumed with the idea that I need to be getting as much protein as possible. And here's a really great way to do it. Because I we know that people struggle with getting protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, wow, like I know, I think probably when, probably one of the first times that I ever saw one of your videos with that, I was like 160, damn girl. It is a lot lot of protein. protein. And I've also worked up to even being able to consume that much protein in a day. And it changes again with what phase I'm in and what I'm up to with my body and how I'm Mm -hmm. doing it. But currently we got fat loss school and I'm also moving a lot in a day. So I need to make sure that's Fueled. And I think it's fine with like sharing bits and pieces of your day of eating, but I just get so annoyed when coaches or just randoms on the internet are like, here's exactly what I eat in a day, how many calories I eat, how much protein, how much fiber, how much blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm going to start this video with how my body looks so that you think you'll look the mm-hmm. same as me, follow exactly how I eat. I cannot say this enough. It literally does not matter what somebody else's calories, macros whatever nutrition goals are because you have a different body and it will not matter you could eat exactly the same as them train exactly the same as them and you will not look the same as them so i just don't get i don't get it from a coach's side of why we even need to share those finer details 
of what you eat in a day. Just like show what you eat in a way to like provide ideas or support for other people. That's how I will always do my what I eat in a day is like, why, why are we giving out the specifics? It literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you ever get people that ask about your specifics? I haven't had people ask about my macros in a very long time. Um, when I used to, I kind of like balance posting that I track macros versus just like posting regular content because not all my clients who work with me track macros when I was doing mostly all like personal training and macro based coaching I would get people all the time um that would be like oh like how much do you eat in a day honestly I probably shared screenshots of like my fitness pal that showed you my Mm -hmm. calorie goal in the day um I probably could go back in my archives and find that like I used to share exactly what my macros were in a day um but yeah, it's been a long time since somebody's asked specifically and like all my clients know that it doesn't matter what mine are because I'm I'm here to help them hit their goals with their own specifics around that. Yeah, I feel like that would be a really weird vibe if you were like, well, these are my macros, so therefore they're yours too. Yeah, everyone but gets the same. Don't, <laughs> don't kid yourself that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Friends who are listening who if you're following a generic i don't know meal plan or something like that don't kid yourself that you get what you pay for yeah Um, and also a psa as a fat loss coach if you start to work with a coach and they ask zero questions about your history with dieting or what you're currently eating or they don't do any sort of intake of like okay what does your nutrition currently look like you're getting a generic macro and calorie plan because they don't even know what your body's used to currently. So how are they supposed to know how to adjust that intake to get you to where you want to be? Like every single one of my clients who works with me has to keep a seven day food log. We can do that through my fitness pal. We can do it through my client app. I don't care. You can write it down and send it to me, but I need to know what your current nutrition intake is like so that I know what your body's used to. And if your coach doesn't ask about your history, they're sending you cookie cutter generic macros probably based on your height and weight maybe based on your body type but and even as an intuitive eating coach i have my clients do some food journaling just to get an idea of what their tendencies are it Your would be good be ir- caring about what you have been it up would to be and what you're currently up to. irresponsible of me to try and coach somebody that i knew nothing about yeah <laughs> so i think and i do see a lot of people where they'll like or a lot of clients come to me and i'm like hey we're gonna keep a food log and they're like oh i've never done that before or they come from like a different coach and their macros are at like 1400 calories and 120 grams of protein. And if I hear those two numbers put together, I know your coach didn't give you a custom macro plan. I don't care. Like I literally don't care because that's like, those are the macros that pop into my head when I think of like generic macros. Totally. Um, and also if your macros have never changed, your coach also isn't paying attention to what's actually happening in your body. I had a client come to me and she's like, yeah, like my, coach had me on like 1400 calories for like six months and I was like literally twitching because I'm like what what do you mean so yeah just like make sure your coach actually cares about what you've been up to and what you're currently up to Jeez, that's that's very cringy well I hope that person is 
okay yeah we're making we're making strides but it's just yeah it's the fitness world is cringy as a whole but we've talked about oh my that gosh. before yeah <laughs> so yeah very cringy um let me see if i can think of one more i you know what we kind of touched on this and i know you just made a video i've had it with water talk TikTok. I, I thought you would appreciate my TikTok. For the love of Pete. And, and I, I don't know if we talked about this on our last episode, but like, man. Okay, so if you don't know, this is how it works. You get your giant Stanley Cup, which we already told you you don't need. You fill it up with ice and probably bottled water, which, okay, whatever. Maybe you live where the water doesn't taste very good. And then you go to your pantry and you grab your little packet. And we're not talking about like crystal light or anything like that. We're talking about like Skittles flavored powder or orange crush flavored powder. And you dump it in. And then you go over to your like, I picture this, this is, being at like a coffee bar. The part that gets and you use everywhere. the syrups, the same ones with the big pump that they do at like Starbucks. And you add that to your water, you stir it up into some concoction, and that is how you stay hydrated. And Jill and I talked, we talked about this, which is why she made a TikTok about it. And it's like, at what point is it not considered water anymore? And I get that some of some of the you can get a lot different things in the States, although I have seen some Canadian um, and they, they're all women. Men aren't doing this. <laughs> I have not seen a single dude. Men either don't water. drink water or they just shut up and drink plain water. You so. might be you might be better off not having anything at all. Um, and that I know that there's a lot more variety and that they're all like, oh, it's sugar free. But Jill, your video made a really good point in that these artificial flavorings are not doing your gut health any favors. So you're like, I'm drinking water for my health, but what does that even mean if it's not water anymore? Yeah. Um, and I, I personally, get... I am okay with just plain old water. And I know we are privileged to have great tasting drinkable tap water, but also, you can just have the bottled water. I get that water is boring sometimes. I suck at drinking water. I tell my clients this all the time. So I get needing to like switch it up every once in a while. But I think my biggest thing with hydration TikTok is that that's like every single one of the waters they drink. Like it's not like they even do that like once a day or like. Yeah, it's not even a like treat. it's a treat. Like or, that is how they consume Or like this product. is my after lunch pick me up instead of my, you know, yeah, triple whatever frappuccino, which would probably be an okay swap. But at the same time, like. Can you? I can't imagine drinking something that sweet all day long. And I'll throw every once in a while, like have a scoop of BCAAs or something. And I said this in the video too, like at least using, I think BCAAs are very overused most of the time in the fitness industry. I think they're one of the most overused totally slash least beneficial supplements because they're not used properly. Um, and I tell people all the time that most of the time they're fancy water flavor because full transparency, yeah. they usually are for most people. But so what? Use them that way then. At least you're getting some benefit out of your water flavor versus just like a bunch of artificial sugars and colors and flavors and all these things 
Um, that's the biggest thing with hydration TikTok for me is people are like, oh, I'm doing this to be healthy. And I'm like, but you're not helping anything. You're actually probably ripping apart your gut health. Well, and I'm like, <laughs> the other part of that is like, this will be like, this is an assumption, but this will be the same. It'll be a mom who's dumping all these flavors and sugars and whatever and be like, I'm also detoxing my toddler of dyes. And I'm like, okay, but like, what about you, sis? I did have a funny um, comment on my TikTok that gave me a good chuckle, like an actual, like, I was like, you know what? Fair enough. And I did say in my video, like, if you're aware of all these things and you choose to drink your water that way anyways, cool, go for it. Your life, not mine. But I just don't think people realize the, again, the behind the scenes of dumping artificial sweeteners and flavors into water. Um, Most people agreed with me. Like, they were like, some girls like just drink fruit juice at this point which like also probably not wrong most people were like oh i'll do a lemon or lime yeah one lady said that her dentist was horrified at that practice which like how much lemon juice are you really putting in your water because i get it the enamel thing but like also like are you putting 14 lemons in your water or like a slice of lemon in your water um some people were like i do electrolytes or collagen in my water yeah, yeah, like if you need to flavor sure. it, at least make it somewhat beneficial. Um, where was the one that made me giggle? I do love electrolytes in my water. I mean, or carbonated summer's, water. Summer's come, yeah, carbonated water. It's end. I don't think bubbly has artificial sweetener, does it? No, no, uh, I haven't checked, but I don't think so. I don't think they do. I where was it? Did she delete it? Please don't delete it. Aww, oh, oh no, I found it. Okay. It said, "Girl, I hear you and I appreciate you sharing this, but you can pry my bottle of crystal light strawberry lemonade water enhancer out of my cold dead hands." <laughs> and I had a nice chuckle because I'm like, "Fair I enough, mean, you do as you." As long as you know. Yeah, and that I was like... my thing of like, "You do you if you want to." So that comment gave me a good yeah. chuckle because I'm like, "I appreciate the commitment. Enjoy." I it. mean. There are literal people who will drink like like six diet Pepsis a day. Yeah. Um, which I you know, with the water and the carbonation and the sugar free whatever, I would put them on the exact same level. Like I don't think you can honestly be doing this like Skittles flavored double pump vanilla syrup water and be like, well, at least it's not pop. You might as well because drink it diet. basically is. And at least with Diet Pop, we're aware and we're all on the same page that it's like not the greatest for us. Yeah. I think both of our biggest pet peeve with this is all these people are like, oh, I'm doing it to be it's so healthy. healthy. I'm like, no. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's just it's the Stanley Cup girls and they're just out of control. And yeah, like you do you, but like let's not start a wave of and also like the vanilla syrup really gets me every time because I'm just like, why are we drinking orange crush vanilla flavored water? Like that doesn't even sound good in the first place. Yeah, Don't I, get me I, wrong. I'm a big like vanilla root beer girl, but like as like a treat once again, but like you might as well just go drink the pop at that yeah, point. I, I like a good root beer and I definitely, you know, like if you know, you know, McDonald's fountain diet Coke. I don't know what they put in that, but it hits different. But, like, other than that, my, like, pop consumption is, like, non-existent. 
Um, which is like, I mean, one of the things that we talk about a lot in intuitive eating is making sure like what you're consuming is like, is it worth it to you? Like, like let's make things like satisfying AF, which yeah, water, you know what? Not so great, but sometimes as adults, we have to do things that we don't particularly enjoy. And sometimes good enough is good enough. And you know what? If you start drinking water and you just make it a habit, it gets easier, right? I I would love to know if some of these people that are like, I just can't drink water have actually given it a try as an adult in an adult way that's not like, hmm. I and don't also, like drinking water. It's so plain. Because I put to, I kind of like water. <laughs> I tell my clients this all the time. Sometimes you just have to be an adult. I know it's not fun. I know we don't like to do it. But like, zip it, drink your water, move on with your life. You're going to be okay. I promise. It's like, I'm, and I'm sitting here with my like, my old Nalgene bottle that has all my favorite stickers on it. Probably needs to be replaced soon. Remember when I talked about Nalgene waters or water bottles on my story one time and you replied, you were like, I'm ignoring this because they're like, it's remember. plastic at the end of the day. So oh, they're not, I can't again, remember what you said. They're BPA again, free. The doing the best we can with the resources we have, mostly if you're like running them through a dishwasher. Um, I wouldn't, I do not hand wash. I would not be a certified granola-ish girl if I did not own 12 of I these, just remember which I do. sharing. Which I remember I sharing something about Nalgene once and you replied and you're like, I appreciate this information, but I'm choosing to ignore it. And I was like, you know what? And again, fair enough. Like as long as granola girls everywhere unite. Yeah. I think that's a good one to end on. Moral Because we story. both agree on it. Yeah. Moral <laughs> of the story. Just like take everything you consume with a grain of salt and uh, make yourself aware. If you know the information and you care not to acknowledge it, live your life love that yeah. for you <laughs> well here's here's some homework for everybody listening if you have something that you've had it with in the health and fitness uh, realm leave us a voice memo or a dm and we'll read it and this could be like maybe a regular segment of just if you have had it with something um let us know and we will discuss yep i kind of like that not stealing from that other podcast. They're hilarious. And they talk about like real things. And um, if you have their link, feel free to link them down below. Or if you know the name of them. Yeah, but, I'll find it and I'll link it for you guys. Beautiful. They're funny. As always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or want us to talk about anything, you can find us over at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. You can find me at April on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at JLock Fitness on all the socials. We will catch you guys next time. Bye.